Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. It's an honor to have you watch our broadcast, and we appreciate you tuning in. And for those of you that may be your first time, welcome. We appreciate you watching, and I pray that the message I'm going to be sharing will be a great inspiration to your life. We're going to take you into our church here in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center, where I was preaching this message, God's Promise for Provision. You know, that's a great revelation. Everybody today needs to know that God will provide. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I love the way he made it personal. My God. I've made it personal as well, and I encourage you to do so. My God. Say it with me. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, in the time in which we live, it's wonderful to know that we have someone looking out for us. We have someone that we can depend upon. We have someone that is reliable and that God promises he will provide. Now, I'm going to take you into the service where I was preaching this message. I want to encourage you to listen very closely. And if at all possible, take notes because I believe there's some great insight and revelation that's going to come from this and you don't want to miss a word. So watch closely, pay close attention, and then in a few moments, I'll be back with some closing remarks. So today we're talking about God's promise for provision. Let's open our Bibles this morning to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I believe I have a, a fresh word from the Lord for you today. And I want to encourage you to listen very closely, take notes if at all possible. Because I believe it's a very timely word. Uh, in just a few moments, I'm going to share a word that I received from the Lord on Wednesday when uh, we were flying to Texacana to do a, a meeting uh, with Pastor Tracy Harris and, and his minister's conference and had a great number of ministers there. In fact, David and Wendy Stowe were there. Good to see you guys this morning. And I want to share a portion of it with you that I believe pertains to you, even though you're not in full-time ministry, as it were, uh, one of the five-fold offices of ministry. But I believe a portion of it is applicable to everybody in here. But before I read that to you, uh, I want to begin reading, first of all, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. I'm going to read several translations. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. Uh, one of the meanings for the word perilous is difficult. Difficult times. Now that's prophesied. So we shouldn't think it's strange that we are already encountering some difficult times. Perilous times, as the King James says. Now the Passion Translation reads this way. You need to be aware that in the last days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. If that doesn't describe what's happening right now, I don't know what does. And the word fierce means marked by extreme violence. 
and intensity of emotions. Emotions are running wild right now. You can see it on television. It also means ruthlessness. And a, a phrase that is also associated with the word fierce, and it certainly is applicable to what we're seeing today, trigger happy. We're living in those kind of times. The message translation says, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. And then the Amplified says, times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Now that's the prophetic word. We can't change that. We have to learn how that we can prepare ourselves and learn how we can overcome. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, talking about trouble that would come in the end, when his disciples says, what, what are the characteristics of the end? And he listed a number of things, many of which will come after the church is already taken away in the rapture. But at the same time, he said, and see that you be not troubled. So he says, you can live in troubled times and not be troubled. That's good news to me, hallelujah. We're living in troubled times right now. It may not be quite as what Jesus described in Matthew chapter 24, but you could say this is the beginning of sorrows. It's the beginning of troubles. And yet he tells us you can live in extremely troubled times and yet not be troubled. I choose to not be troubled. Lift your hands and say, I choose to not be troubled. Amen. So the Amplified says, times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. But I want you to notice the word impossible is not in that verse. It didn't say there will be impossible to deal with and impossible to bear, just hard to deal with and hard to bear. Carolyn showed me last night a video of a pastor in Kentucky who back in December had a prophetic dream and he saw what would be happening in 2020 during the first three months, January, February, March. And he shared it with a group of men in his church in a men's meeting in December. And he told what he saw in that dream. And what happened in March, I mean, January, February, March is exactly what he saw in that dream. He saw the rioting. He saw the, uh, uh, the, the virus spreading. He saw uh, uh, fires in the cities and buildings on, on fire and the violence that was happening. And then the Lord showed him uh, a little further into the year. But the Lord kept saying, and I was impressed by what this man said. The Lord kept saying to him, embrace, um, uh, brace yourself. Brace yourself. Said it three times. Brace yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, brace yourself. Now, he kept saying, I'm not saying these things to bring fear into your life. But it very clearly says, don't be naive. Yes. 
Amen. Don't, don't pretend that it's not happening. It's happening. It's happening all around us. And, uh, you know, I remember back, oh, when I first moved to Fort Worth, shortly after that, David Wilkerson had a vision about some things that were going to happen in the years to come. And when I first heard him talk about that vision, frankly, I wasn't sure that he heard from God. I, I, I kind of thought maybe he interpreted it with a lot of his assembly of God tradition. So I just kind of, you know, put it on the shelf. But a lot of it, I've went back just recently and read that vision again. And a lot of what he said has already come to pass. Some of it has not yet come to pass. And I think my own personal opinion, you, you don't have to agree with me. I think he brought some of what will happen after the rapture of the church into that interpretation, as well as this pastor in Kentucky, he brought a lot of what will happen after the rapture of the church into what he thinks is going to happen over the next few months. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen, but at the same time, it's serious business. Amen. We live in an unusual, we live in unusual times. The world we live in today has gone crazy. Amen. It's, it's not your daddy or your granddaddy's world. It's not the world I lived in 20 years ago. Amen. Who would have ever thought that we would be dealing with the things we're dealing with right now in 2020? You know, uh, I'll have to be honest with you. Uh, I always am. So, you know, no need in changing now, praise God. Uh, when... I was flying to Australia with Brother Copeland back in September of 2019. And he and I had been, uh, you know, preaching to one another on the airplane and sharing and, and reminiscing about some things we've experienced over the last 50 years and so forth. We were just having a great time of fellowship. And we had flown from, from Fort Worth to Honolulu and we stopped there to refuel. We was only on the ground about an hour and a half. And then we we're going on into Gold Coast, Australia, or Brisbane, Australia. And uh, after we took off uh, from Honolulu, we, we continued our conversation. And, and then Brother Copeland said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the back of the airplane and take a nap. And, and you're welcome to do the same if you'd like. And I said, go ahead. Uh, I, I was reading something before we got on board, and I, I think I'll just continue reading that. And if I get sleepy, I'll, I'll just lay here on, uh, and lean the seat back and take a nap here. He said, okay, I'll be back with you in a little while. So he did, and, and I continued reading what I was reading, and then I closed my eyes for a split second, and I heard the voice of the Lord. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't planning on it. I didn't ask for it. I heard the Lord say, and we've been talking about it since I came back from Australia. I heard the Lord say, in 2020, 
I will open a new door and cause you to experience supernatural increase like never before. I knew it was the Lord. And I wrote it down and then for the rest of the trip, while he and I were not talking, that's what I studied. When I got to my hotel room, I continued to study it and, and then shortly after coming back home, then I started preaching it here about three, three sermons on that subject. Now in the natural, and this is what I was leading up to when I said, I want to be honest with you. In the natural, it doesn't look like in the present conditions that that could ever come to pass. Come on. <laughs> However, my ministry has not suffered in the least. Our income has not gone down. I have not had to lay off anybody. I have not cut back salaries with anybody, not only here in America, but in our offices around the world. We've had some great months where income is concerned and some supernatural things have happened. Amen. And I'm not letting go of that word. Regardless of what happens between now and the end of the year, I am not letting go of that because it is a proven fact that God can change everything within 24 hours. Amen. The prophet said at one time, this time tomorrow, by the prophetic word, this time tomorrow. Now, there were people who heard what he said and one guy in particular said, there's absolutely, I'm paraphrasing, there's absolutely no way God could do that by tomorrow. And the prophet said, oh, it'll happen and you'll see it, but you'll not partake of it. I don't want to be standing on the outside watching everybody else experiencing supernatural increase because I wouldn't believe it. But your neighbor said, daddy, it's not going to happen to me. Now, I don't know how God can do it, I don't know when he's going to do it, but I do know this. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Somebody shout, I'm a believer and I'm not a doubter. So just hold on to that. Amen. Now, once again, I'm aware of what's happening around me. And I, I'm compassionate toward people who are suffering because of it. I'm not hard-hearted. It it hurts me deeply that people are suffering, people are losing their jobs, people are having to spend all of their hard-earned savings and, and so forth. But I'm not going to get into sympathy I'm going to preach the word. That's what the Bible tells me to do. That's my job, man. It's what to do. It's what to do. <laughs> Amen. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Well, it may be out of season today, but I'm going to keep preaching the word. Amen. Now, I want to give you this prophetic word. We were, Joe and Ken and I, were getting ready to take off uh, we keep our plane out here at Spinks. And uh, as soon as we got on the plane and they shut the doors and fired the engines up and, and we started down the runway. 
the word of the Lord came to me. And I wrote it down and, and, uh, and, and as I said, it primarily was for this group of ministers that I was about to preach to. Some of it I'm not going to read to you because it may not pertain to everybody in here. But I'm going to read a portion of it that I know pertains to everybody in the body of Christ. And here's what the Lord said. How you respond and how you react to what you're experiencing right now is going to have either a negative effect or a positive effect on you. You'll either fall back or you'll go forward. You'll either suffer more lack or you'll have your greatest financial breakthroughs. My plan is for you to experience increase and to have one of your finest years thus far. But it all depends, listen to this, but it all depends on what you do from this moment on. My plan, once again, is for you to experience increase and to have one of your finest years thus far. But it all depends on what you do from this moment forward. Let this be your finest hour. Let it be a time when all will see and know that your God is the faithful God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, a few moments later, uh, it continued, and, and I'm not going to read all of it to you, but I'll read this part of it. Don't be surprised when unusual funds come from some unexpected sources. Understand this. There is no lack of money in the body of Christ, only a lack of obedience. But that is changing. I'm moving upon numerous people right now and they will follow through with what I'm instructing them to do. So stay in faith and refuse to waver and I assure you, I will not allow you to fail. I think you ought to lift your hands and give the Lord some praise, amen? Hallelujah. And then what the Lord told me to preach to them was this. Now, he, he gave me this message several days before, uh, the title of it. This is another defining moment in your life. What's going on right now is another defining moment in your life. Now, that pertains to every one of us. And let me define a defining moment. It is a point at which the character of a person is truly revealed or identified. Hallelujah. That's a defining moment. I've had many defining moments in my life over the last 51 years. I could, I could tell you each and every one of them. Something that impacted my life so profoundly that it changed my life. Now, of course, that happened, first of all, back in in 1969 when I surrendered my life to the Lord. That was a defining moment. When that particular day, when Carolyn begged me to go hear Kenneth Copeland for the first time, and I didn't want to go. She wanted me to go every night. I didn't go until the last night. And the only reason I went then is because she promised me if I didn't like him, she'd never ask me to go to another service. And that was the deal I'd been waiting on. And so I, I went and heard the word like I'd never heard it before. Now, I didn't, I didn't go forth and surrender my life to the Lord then, you know, but three o'clock in the morning, I, 
I couldn't sleep after I got home just thinking about what he said, preaching, what he, uh, thinking about what he preached. And finally, 3 o'clock in the morning, I got up and went into the living room. I said, God, I don't know why you still want me. I've been running from you all my life. But if you still do, here I am. And I, I was gloriously, I gloriously experienced the glory of God. <laughs> it's the only way I know how to put it. Amen. And that was a defining moment. I mean, it wasn't long after that. I, I went to work trying to, uh, well, I did, uh, endeavoring to shut my business down. I owned an automotive business, shut that business down and prepare for full-time ministry. That was a defining moment in my life. The, the second defining moment in my life was when Terry Lynn, my youngest daughter's fingers were cut off right behind the first joint. Both fingers cut off in a service where Kenneth Copeland was preaching. And in the natural, it was impossible for them ever to grow back, ever to be normal, ever to have nails. That's what the doctors told Carol and I when we took her in uh, to see what could be done. I had her little fingertips in the palm of my hand. And I gave them to the doctor. And he looked at them and he said, there's nothing I can do with these fingertips. And he threw them in the waste bin. I wanted to slap him. <laughs> and, uh, and he told us, uh, there's nothing I can do except take a piece of skin from her hip and do a skin graft. They'll never be normal. They'll never have nails. And I basically learn to live with it. And we kept saying, no, no, sir. Uh, you're wrong. Our God will restore our baby's fingers. He kept saying impossible. Now you have to understand, he served Buddha. He had Buddha statues in his, in his office. And his God can't do what my God can do. Amen. And so we kept saying, no, sir, you're wrong. Our God will restore our baby's fingers. At one point, he, 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 when I kept saying that, he went to Carolyn and said, your husband's in shock. He, I can't get across to him. And she said, no, sir, we believe God will restore our baby's finger. Well, to make a long story short, most of you heard the lengthy version, but six weeks later, when we took her back to the doctor and he cut the bandages off, he lifted both hands and screamed, my God. I said, what is it, doctor? He said, look, the fingers were back, the nails were back, you couldn't even tell they'd ever been cut off. And I said, no, sir, not your God, my God. Hallelujah. My God. Now, it was years later I found out that he and his wife both got saved as a result of that miracle, praise God. That was a defining moment in my life. It, it caused me from that moment to never doubt that my God was the God who does the impossible. That's a defining moment. Amen. And there have been many like that, many like that, you know, and uh, I won't go into all of them, but this is a defining moment for you. We're going to find out what you're made of. We're going to find out if you are a hearer only or a doer of the word of God. Anybody can talk the word when everything's going well. Anybody can be positive when everything's going well. 
What are you saying and what are you doing when the bottom falls out? You can count on God to meet all your needs. The God of more than enough has promised to supply the resources you need for a victorious life. When you order today's special offer, Promise of Provision, you'll receive Jerry Savelle's revealing book, How God Supplies Your Every Need, and his four-part CD series, God Our Source. The truths contained in this special package are needed now more than ever before. Discover how God can be your source of peace, hope, and prosperity. In this series, Jerry demonstrates how your decisions enable you to experience God's promise of provision and how you can overcome every test and trial. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Promise of Provision special package. You may not know how God is going to provide, but you can trust His promise that He will. Your provision is on the way. Learn the principles from God's Word that will inspire your faith to see God do the impossible. Isn't it exciting to know that God has made a promise to provide, not only for Abraham, but praise God, the Bible talks about we are the seed of Abraham. And if God promised to bless Abraham, He also promised to bless His seed. And God promises that He will supply our every need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, we're going to continue this study on next week's broadcast, so I want to encourage you to Make your plans to join with me. You don't want to miss it. And I want to remind you of our special offer this week, God Our Source, four CDs. I had time to really expound upon this in four, at least one-hour services, and I believe it is going to bring some faith into your life, perhaps like you've never experienced before. And then right along with it, my little book on how God supplies your every need. How does He do it? I give all that information right here in this little book, and I want to encourage you, place your order right away. If you would like to have these resources, all you have to do is go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or if you prefer, just look at the screen. All the information is on the screen right now, and the price, and the mailing address, but I want to encourage you to do it while it's fresh on your mind. Don't wait another minute. Take all that information down or go to our website immediately and place your order for these resources. And the sooner you begin to listen to them and read this book, it is going to cause your faith to go to another level and you will begin to believe and have no doubt that God has promised to provide. Thank you for joining me today. Join me again next week. And until then, remember... Your faith will overcome the world. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial Fisher for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you.